1: Back here with JP. JP, how you doing? We're gonna hear talk
0: uh, LAFC. Elliot C. What you been up to, bro? I'm good good. Back in school, so you know, gotta get into back into that groove, but besides that, nothing much.
1: Nothing much. That's cool. Final year of school or what? Uh,
0: next semester. Next semester. So next yeah, final semester. year. Final year.
1: That's good, man. That's good. Uh, But yeah, man, I, what what else, what else you got going on? What else did you, did you go to the Coliseum this weekend or no? Did you watch the race? I know you, I know you live to, I know you live close right, right over there.
0: No, I didn't. Uh, But uh, my friend did and she sent me pictures. It's a tiny track, but she said it was <laughs> fast. And she was like, it's like cars in real life. So, you know, it was fun for everybody.
1: Uh, honestly, it was like cars in real life. Talking about that. Let me, let me show you something. Give me a second. I got, they get, they were handing these out. I got a car. <laughs> See, it's... Uh, they gave me, they, they were handing these out for free, the cars. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm a NASCAR fan. Look, I got a koozie.
0: You're in, you're a NASCAR guy now. I got a hat. LA, officially... LA NASCAR hub.
1: LA, LA, LA NASCAR <laughs> hub. I, I think I'm officially going to stop. I caught the bug. I caught the NASCAR bug. Uh, you know, going there, so yeah, I think we're gonna have to switch this over and t- talk NASCAR. No, but yeah, look, I like I like when it's like new things in the city that you don't really see. Obviously, I like I said this earlier, but I don't think they should do it again. But it's cool, it was cool. It was cool that they tried it, it was cool that they did yeah. it, you know. And I was like, Okay, I-, I like this. This is cool, this is interesting. They had Pitbull. I didn't know Pitbull was performing, that Pitbull, they had Ice Cube. I think the performers were interesting for for, for uh a nascar audience but you yeah. know it is la you know i was expecting more uh country country singers or you know some something like that or something rock but yeah it was it was it was very interesting uh to see that and we'll see we'll see we'll see what the future holds because right now the closest race track is in fontana but we'll yeah. we'll have to see what, what
0: happens kellen acosta um, was there oh yeah, Kel, yeah kellen acosta
1: right. was there look even look, yeah they, yeah. He was there. He he enjoyed. He's the getting East. the
0: L.A. bug. He's getting everything you can in L.A. right now. You have to.
1: You have to. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about him. He had uh, an impressive game. Uh, was against Honduras in the cold, yeah. cold weather. Um, what were your What were your thoughts when you were watching, or you? I don't know if you saw the game, but if you saw some of the highlights of the of the U.S. Yeah. national team, I saw parts of the pieces. game.
0: Um, he, you know, he gave assists, offset pieces, which is something L.A. needs. So if he can, you know send dimes in the freezing cold. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see what he can do, you know, in nice warm weather here in L.A. um at the bank. But, yeah, I mean, Vela and Atuesta were the set-piece guys. Um If it's a free kick outside of the box, I want Vela taking it. But if it's any other set-piece, I think it's Kellen Acosta's ball. Uh, we can see what, what he can do. But, you know, apart from the set-pieces, he also played well on the field, you know, giving distributing play. Um So... It's, it's going to be interesting what role he has under, under Steve and, you know, now with two, three weeks before the season, um, trying to get all the work in.
1: Yeah, no. And I, I think to me, uh, seeing that, right, because obviously I, I didn't pay, pay it too much attention to, to Kellen Kevin Acosta's, um, I don't know, like day in, day out performances because obviously he's playing for Colorado. Um, I did watch some of the, I did watch the U.S. Men's National. But obviously, now that he plays for for LAFC, I pay more close attention to what he does, and he just knows how he knows how to put the ball in, in very dangerous um spots, right, where the ball will ricochet or bounce or where the defender will struggle to clear it out, and I think that's that's what you like when you have someone. Have a do a set piece like that. And I, I think, I think it's a very, it's also, it shows you how smart he really is and knows where, where to find the, well, find the open spaces. And, and I was just thinking to myself, look, you're, you're going to have, um, Obviously, Carlos Vela on one side, and you're going to have Kellen Acosta on the other side. And it's going to be a very, very, when it comes to set pieces, I think, obviously, if they take them right at goal, I think it goes to Vela. But if you're trying to center a set piece or you're trying to get someone in there, Kellen Acosta uh, is definitely the guy right there, at least from the right-hand side. You know, we, we see Vela take most of the free kicks, most of the corner kicks. But now, I think... Uh, I think LAFC, I think Vela have a guy that they can trust that it doesn't just need to be Vela all the time and taking these set pieces. And I think that has to be very exciting if you're an LAFC fan.
0: Yeah, uh, I think he's going to be a key piece. Um You know, he wasn't there for the first two friendlies, but he's here now and they have that tournament in Coachella. So I think he's really going to get his minutes there.
1: Yeah, let's, let's talk about someone else, obviously, Max Capro. Uh, he's there. Uh, Apologizes if I butchered his name. I'm still trying to get it right. Uh, but yeah, how how do you feel seeing these images there now that they're training with the team, obviously international duty is over, but now that they're with the team, they're going to go to Coachella. They're going to get a couple of scrimmages in uh, what, what are your thoughts going into this week?
0: I, I'm not sure if Tajuri still 100%. Um, he's the next picture, but you know, Maxine, Maxine, Cena Costa, um, I think, you know, two key pieces on this, in this team, um, I don't think anybody expected Tijuri to, to start, so maybe that's not the biggest loss. Um, but Kellen um, is definitely the biggest piece, I think, just chemistry-wise. You know, we, we've we seen what he can do it in Colorado. Um, we've seen what he can do in the national team. But it's a new team um, with a lot of new pieces in the midfield, and the midfield is, is the heart of the team. So we're going to see what Steve does. Uh, Maxine didn't play for Canada, um, but, you know, being number two for the best team in CONCACAF is not anything to be shy about so seeing him there getting his touches in before the season is always great
1: yeah and also uh ismail seen him here um i don't recall his injury what is his injury is it a hamstring um they what, what they
0: just it? asked him about it and they said he got a procedure done in his leg so i'm pretty oh, okay. sure he's like maybe this is his last week of you know just doing personal training and then he might go back to the team because yeah um
1: there's competition there at,
0: yeah.
1: at the winger spot. You got Mah- you got Mahala now, which you know we forgot because he was injured as well. But you got Mahala, you got Ismael, um B. Rod, you know, B. Rod, Vella, Vella. Obviously, Vela. but Vella's a starter. B. Yeah. Rod's gonna be a starter. But like the next guy off the bench, you know, depending, yeah. it may be maybe Mahala and it maybe may Ishmael. You know, it's a, it's there's a lot a of, lot of competition up there, and I think that's what you like if you're LAFC now understanding why right? I think for, for LAC when we, when we saw the game, right, we, we saw this, it, it looks like they're probably going to play the four, four, three, three formation. That's what it looked like. That's what we saw from the, from the first game. Obviously it was only 45 minutes. we we'll ha- we're not going to see any other preseason game unless we go to we'll drive out to Coachella or whatever. I don't even think that's open for fans, maybe media, but yeah, I'm very interested to see if the, if the LAC continues to play the four, three, three way, um, it's gonna be interesting because, right? There's, there's gonna be a lot of competition. There's gonna be a lot of opportunities too. Because, hey, B. Rod, for whatever reason, isn't performing. Vela goes down. There's gonna be a couple guys there wanting fighting for that spot. And I really like what I saw from Mahala. I saw, I, I like what I saw from Ishmael playing with nyc at the, in, in the final and what i saw from him uh he's very explosive too so there's gonna be a lot there's gonna be a lot of options there and i think when, you, when you're looking at this lafc team you don't you don't really look that like the the the, the up top the three guys are, are their weakest link necessarily in the midfield we still we, i want to see how lafc looks with kellen acosta because i think that's going to be a big piece how he fits in i think he's going to fit in just fine but you know how the rest of the midfield opens up and i think Still, I think, uh, you know, uh, is, 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 to me, the bigger questions are in the defense, right? Because of what we saw from Murillo, um, you know, Eddie Segura's Panchachi not there. W- what are your thoughts on this defense going into this preseason or finishing off this preseason?
0: I think that's what Steve, as I said, uh, get, said he's going to emphasize on. Um, formation, um, coverages, and overall just shape. Um, because, like you said, if, if Segura's not there and we don't know how he's going to come back because of ACL is tricky, um, he needs to figure out who those two center backs are going to be until Segura comes back. Um, He has options, you know, Ibiaga looked great. um, That first game really commanding the back line. Uh, Falls young um, does some, you know, innocent mistakes sometimes, but I think that could be taught. Um, And then Escobar and and Ilya that can cover at the center back spot. Um, But yeah, I mean, can he does he want to play, play a play of back five? Um we haven't seen it yet, but it seems like it's gonna be a 4 3 3. So I think he has enough center backs until Segura comes back. But it's just getting them, you know, getting the formation and coverages right, which is I think what this preseason is going to be all about.
1: Yeah, look, these are these are positive signs, just seeing the the image. I pulled up an image of Eddie Segura there in training. Um obviously he has the stitches on his right foot or his right knee. Um but yeah, I, I think you know. I think he's hungry. He wants to prove that he still got it. And, and especially when you come from a, uh, you know, a procedure like that. Look, I, I tore my ACL. I tore my MCL. I know how difficult it is to come back from that. Uh, and you know, it's a lot. It's a long process just to learn how to walk again, and you know, using your two feet. And then now, you know, being be able to put off full pressure. But he, he's an athlete. I have no. I have no. No issues that he's going to be right back. Uh, he's going to be back in time. But we don't know exactly when that time is, right? because i I think it's like nine to twelve months depending. So he may be back. I, I forget I forget when the procedure was done. But I think if they have other options, they're gonna take their time with that Segura. But if for whatever reason, you know, Mario's not cutting it or obviously they got Ibiaga, um you know, and then they got fall, obviously. but like, yeah, you're still gonna need someone else to potentially come off the bench or whatever. So we'll see we'll see if laSC decides. Uh, decides to pick anybody else up because I think that that position maybe maybe could use a, a little bit more depth because of everything we just spoke about. Um, but we got to talk about uh, LFC. They made another big signing, man. And I think I know I think you know what I'm talking about. They signed Marco Antonio Garces as director of football operations. Now, this guy is nobody. I, I know there, there have been posted photos of him uh, prior to I think he was at the he was at the scrimmage, right? Yeah, he was 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 in the stands. Yeah, yeah, he was in the stands with... uh, JT and Dos Santos. Yep, JT, uh, Mark Dos Santos, and everybody else there. So they have him right here. So this guy, I'm assuming people know who he is by now, but um, back, what was it? Uh, Pachuca? It was with Pachuca. He, so he oversaw he oversaw the record breaking transfers of players like Ivan Osano to Ch- Ivan Eric Gutierrez to PSV Edhoven, Eric, uh, Hector Herrera to FC Porto. So I don't know if you guys got a chance to read read the article, and I think this is really big. The reason why it's so big is because LASC, uh uh I think to me, they have struggled being able to export players to Europe necessarily, and I think this could be the guy that could potentially get a deal for B-Rod whenever B-Rod's ready or for whoever, Chiqui Palacios, Jose San whoever is the next guy in line. This guy has a proven track record of getting deals done with other European clubs, right? And he has a relationships with the clubs. You know, Lozano is not it's not a it's not a just a name you just throw around, right? Chuky Losano, Hector Herrera, who's also playing. What uh, where is he playing at Atlético Madrid? Yeah. So the easy they've gone to big big clubs, you know. So he understands the process. He understands what these European clubs. Are looking for and he also understands the recruiting process how to develop the players and all these different things. So I think this is exciting. What what are your thoughts? You as a fan of the team, what, what are your thoughts on this signing?
0: I think this is um as big as the third DP that the team needs. Um I think he's gonna be very um hands-on. He's gonna look at all the on field operations, um, starting from the academy up to the team and what Steve um decides transfer-wise. Um his impact might not be felt immediately Um, it might not even be felt this summer transfer window. Um, but it's definitely something for the future in the next year, um, or the next two years two three years, you know, you're going to see his stamp, um, on the, on the club, you know, um, when Pachuca won one league, one champions league, he was, he was, you know, the director of football. So it just shows, um, his, his resume. Um, he's a proven guy. Um, and now that MLS is, you know, the the league that's exporting players I think it's going to be perfect except especially for a big market you know that's that's LA um, you know he might get Sifu, cheeky a good team um in Europe because those are you know the next guys up you know especially B Rod who who has repeatedly said he wants to go to Europe um you know he's gonna he has to play good here and then Garces has has the connections to get him to to a good solid transfer um in Europe so I'm excited he has good videos on YouTube um, of his style of play or how he likes to play. Um, which you can see on, on YouTube, but it's in Spanish. Um, so he, he's a guy that knows soccer um, and might take some pressure off JT and leave JT, you know, maybe to do office work and then he'll be hands-on on the field.
1: Yeah, I think to me, this this also tells me that uh, JT d- has learned that, look, he can't do it all. You know what I'm saying? even Look, he, he, the Brie Rod situation and all that, um, I think that could have been handled a little bit different. But look, you bring in a guy that's already done it, has a track record, like I said, and you know you get hey, you you take care of this, you you make sure these guys go over there, or you you already understand the, the process. I'm a, I'm gonna bring you in to help us out with that. That that speaks volume. Everything so far that JT in the front office is doing, show at least is showing me and telling me like, okay, yeah, we need we need we need some help, but we need we need to bring more pieces They brought the MLS experience, They brought a solid goalkeeper. Right. They, they sired, they hired, uh, Marco Antonio now. So it's like, so it, it's looking good. It's, it's looking good. It's optimistic. If you're an FC fan, you gotta be optimistic. Now we got to see on the field. We did see a preseason game. Um, I, I, I wish we could see more. It's unfortunate, you know, that that they didn't have more preseason games uh, open to the public. But I think the more we see, once once what February what was it February twenty sixth or twenty seventh I yeah, 26. Twenty sixth. Um, once they open up with the Rapids at home, I think it's, it's going to be exciting and you know, it's going to be very exciting because. And, and I'm with you. Uh, Marco's uh, influence is not going to be felt right away, but. Th- the type of work that this man is brought to do, it takes, it takes a little bit of time. It's not, you know, unless b Rod was ready right now, which I don't for think sure. he's ready for Europe, he would make that, he's he, he'd he be able to make that move. But, you know, unless a player, unless b Rod comes and kills it this season or, you know, goes off or someone else or Chiqui Palacios or Mahala, whoever, you know what I'm saying, for or Ishmael, sure. you name it, right? and you see it then i'm pretty sure he's gonna be able to make this happen but i think yeah you got a with him is gonna take some time but look he's coming in here last year was it was a, was a bad season and he even talked about that he um i forgot what he said at word for word but he, he mentioned that he knew mls was the next big thing and he wanted to come to mls so one, another thing is you you have a guy that wants to be and values this league and, and sees how the league has grown. And this is coming from a guy that used to play in League IMX, who used to play a, a, with the Mexican national team and has done it down there and acknowledges that, hey, this is an next thing. So, I you know, you, you got to be excited from everything he said. um it, It's looking bright. It's, it's, it's looking good. Uh, anything else you'd like to add about, Marco?
0: No, I mean, like you said, um, he's a he's a good signing. He's a good pickup from from JT, and it, maybe it was an unexpected one, um, too. And I think that's 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 good because um, JT had two office positions, um, so now he he has a less of a workload and and gives it all to Marcelo, who is ready and wants to be here. You know, who's who stated that it wants to be here and sees the the growth that this league can make. So we could only um, wait and see to how big you know his his job is.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be exciting. We'll we'll have to see what that. Um, l- let's talk about um. Obviously, we we talked about Vela, but let, let's talk about. You know how this offseason has been going and what what you, what you expect for the season, right? Because there, there's so many expectations, right? I feel like LAFC doesn't have the type of pressure that they had around the league last season, but internally, this team is still going to try to, it wants and will try to compete for a championship, and I think they should. Uh, what what, what are expectations would you have? I know it's super early. We haven't seen everybody play together. We haven't seen K- Kellen Acosta play with the first team. We haven't seen everybody together. But what expectations do you have for this team
0: um i expect a, a slow to, to medium fast start i don't think they're gonna get it right away it's too many pieces um and it's steve's first coaching um tenure um but they, they they have to make the playoffs that's the expectation minimum um and i think they should be top four um depending on who the who the dp is and who they bring in the, in the summer um they need to make that push to the top four and get a home playoff game um, because you don't need to be first, you don't need to be second um, in the Western Conference to win MLS Cup. You just need to finish off strong, um, and a home game, a home playoff game definitely helps. So I think top four is definitely uh, feasible, and um, should be just the, the, the minimum. Um, and obviously, you know, compete for for MLS Cup. You have to make playoffs, finish strong, and anything can happen because you know you saw RSL and the run they made last season. Um, so it's not you know being first. Um, it's just being, being consistent towards the end and, and, you know, competing for MLS Cup because it's LA and it's the fifth season and it's always been championship or bust for a team who, who, especially with the number of transfers they're getting this, this off season.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I think yeah, I think top four is um is doable. They, they they and that's not far off. But yeah, definitely top four. This team should compete for, for top four, uh, with all the pieces. But I, I'm with you. I think there there is going to be a little bit of a learning curve with, with Steve Sherondelo. Um, you know, still tr- still trying to get all these troops and everything. There's there's a lot of there's going to be a lot of changes. But look, hey, Steve can come in and everything can can go in, in sync. But yeah, you got the Rapids, you got the Sounders. You mentioned RSL. Um, there's a lot of tough, to even galaxy across the town. So there's, there's going to be a lot of competition. So it's not going to be, uh, even though they got a, a lot of good pieces, it's not going to be uh, as easy as, as a lot of people may may think though. Um, let's talk about the third DP because the third DP is a big question. And you can't have the third DP without Diego Rossi moving on or getting being, or excuse me, being bought. I think LAFC Cui, he had tweeted something that he's getting a, uh, I forgot what call it, club, Brazilian club. is Flamenco. Flamengo. So is interested in, in Diego Rossi, which is, is, this is interesting because it looks like if that's the, if that's the case, then it looks like Fenerbahce doesn't want to buy Diego Rossi. And it, to me, it's, it, it, I'm surprised they didn't, they didn't, they didn't trigger the clause uh, because when, when are the, when did the transfer thing ended or whatever? Like, the clause is,
0: is until April. So that's when they have April. to buy him. Gotcha. Um,
1: but still like you, I think you've seen enough of him. Um, but I know they went through a new head coaching change and all these different things. So it's, uh, you know, maybe the new, I don't know if they got a new coach. I don't, I haven't kept, I don't keep up with Fenerbahce like that, but is he in the plans of the future? I don't know. I think you kind of have an understanding. He They should have an understanding of whether they want him there or not. And I think now that these rumors are swirling around that another Bra- Brazilian club is interested in him, I think it makes it interesting because he may not he may not be staying in Europe. He may have to go to he may he may have to go to to South America, and I think that'd be an interesting situation. Are they going to buy him? Are they going to you know are they going to loan him out? So what what are your what are your thoughts on on Diego Rossi and the situation going on?
0: Um, so Fenerbahce did not put him um, in the Europa Conference League. Yeah, that's, a, that's, an, that's another, that's another um, thing. Yeah. So they didn't list him. Um, I think LAFC just failed him. By by even sending him to Turkey in the first place, um, especially because he wasn't in the prime in his prime, he wasn't doing well um, here in MLS, and they sent him to you know the Turkish league. Who yes, is in Europe, yes, is competing for champions and Europa League, but you don't really see that many players jump from Turkey onto bigger European teams. Um, you kind of see that only see that in but Belgium, Portugal, and 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 um, the Netherlands. So I think that's where he should have gone um, to further develop. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's coming back to L.A. I don't necessarily think Fenerbahce is going to buy him, but I see him going to Brazil if Fenerbahce doesn't, you know, buy him, um, exercise that clause. Um, I just don't think he – he. I think he, he knows his time in L.A. is done. Um, I would take him. Um, I think it, it, it's an easy, you know, fix to the DP situation, uh, but it's also not a position we necessarily need because we have Vela and out in the wings, um, and he's not going to really bench Chicho at the nine. So it just causes, I guess, another problem. Um, so I don't see him coming back. Um, so I think, you know, maybe a move to Brazil is good for him because he's going to be right next to Uruguay in the World Cup year. Um, and the new coach called him. He got COVID, but, you know, he was in those plans to to play in these World Cup qualifiers. So, yeah, um, I still think the DP should be in the midfield. Um, it's a World Cup year. Um, so maybe players that are fighting for that World Cup spot might not want to move midsummer um but i still think it needs to be someone in the midfield and it needs to be a big market guy
1: you know it, it i think it's getting interesting too because you also got to think um say the clause right it's until april um you bring say whenever they are able to bring another dp because say if if you're able to resolve this issue or situation with diego rossi the sooner the better because then you can bring in another dp and it looks like they may not get another DP. <clears throat> Look, it's two weeks before the season starts, so anything can happen. Anything Rossi can get bought. Rossi can get sold to South America or Brazil or whatever. But two weeks is not a lot of time for the next DP to come in, get in rhythm with LAFC, understand Steve Scherundel, understand where, if it's in the midfield or it's wherever it is, the DP. I think you're just talking about the time. A potential continuity within the group, um, you know, and if LAC starts without three DPs this season, I think that there's going to be some questions. I mean, out of everything else they've done right, correct. You know, the rebuilding the roster, you know, we just talked, we just talked about Marco Antonio Um all all those all those moves are are great but if they start the season without a third DP and last season we know how much they need it they 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 didn't have all three DPs at the same time and all these different things you know it's going to be tricky and I think that goes to cuz I think we spoke about this before I I think when you loan out DPs it, it kind of and it kind of handicaps you you know and I think this is what kind of LAFC is because it's like you you got yeah Rossi's over there in europe but you also have that you i also felt like when when he went to fernabachi there's also that what if what if he, they just don't decide to buy him you know what if they take they take then you you're calling you're only you're almost uh to the other team's mercy because of how weird the mls rules are with the 30p and all this stuff so you can't go out and buy another play. yeah you, they could go buy another player but they're not going to do that or else they're really done it you know what i'm saying and i think this is where they, they get a little handicapped because it's like you 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 you're trying to you know move on and trying to get but at the same time if he's not bought then the the last option I think would be Diego Rossi to come back but I don't think he wants to do that not because he doesn't like LA or anything like that he's he's already moved on to the next chapter of his career and if you were to bring him back it's it'd be too too many issues building up the roster you know who, who like you said who who do you who do you bench right who you're gonna bench you know and as you can say it's not gonna be chicho it's probably gonna be b-rod or it's not gonna be Vela, right so you're gonna bench a dp you know it, it gets it gets it gets interesting again so yeah i think the sooner the better but if, if for whatever reason it's looking likely i don't know what happens within these next two weeks unless the rossi situation until the rossi situation is figured out i, I just don't see at their dp and then who who do they bring you know, what I'm saying, like, who who do who do they bring? Because there's not that many out players out there that you know we're hearing or any players are being linked. Uh, well, we saw this young player. What is it from uh, I don't, Santos it? in Brazil? Santos in Brazil, but I don't,
0: I don't know. see him as a DP.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't see. Nice. I don't see him as a DP. But I know they. I think I. I don't know who put it up, but I think they. Another team wanted like two point five million dollars for yeah. him or something like that. But I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if going that young. Um, uh, as a D for a DP makes sense again, unless I don't, unless he's killing it out there with Santos, he's, 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 developed, but I think you need someone that is a little bit mature. You don't got to go, I would say like anywhere from like 22 to 28 around there, yeah. you know, even 30 or whatever, but I think y- you want a mature um, mature player in terms of, of playing experience uh, come in and, and play. And if it's on that mean for, but I, I, I don't know. Do you, do you see the same dilema, dilemma? I kind of see there.
0: No, I do because you also don't have money in the bank. Um, because unless they buy him in April, until they buy him in April, there's not real, real much money in the bank other than um, a Tuesta's transfer, um, which you also kind of want to wait for to see if the incentives are met and then you get the full cash out for a Tuesta. So I think all the money would be in the bank uh, by the time the summer transfer window hits. And I think that's when JT, Garces and, and LAFC are going to have the money to, you know, really go out and, and, and look for a guy. Um but yeah, i don't I don't see it happening in the summer. Uh, I mean, I don't see it happening until the summer.
1: Um, so you're talking about the third dp coming yeah, the, until the yeah, summer?
0: yeah, I think he's he's gonna come until the summer because there's no linkage and it's only two weeks until the season starts. so I don't think it it would be the smartest um I think it would just be easier to have full team chemistry and then just bring in one player um in the summer um uh, that that you know really addresses the team's need um but yeah. It has to be a big market guy, and it really has to push push LAFC to that top four spot or wherever, you know, they are in the season.
1: Yeah, and I think another is, look, if LAFC start off hot, then, you know, the 30P, it's not even a thing. It's not even an issue, you know. Mm-hmm. But if whatever, if LAFC struggles in the beginning or whatever, or they're, they're in need of another player... Then I think this is going to be a discussion to talk about, and you know what's going on with loaning DPS and stuff like that. But I think we're just going to have to see how it plays out. But I think you know we're seeing some of the things that we saw. You know that you know it's good for Diego Rossi, but I I think if you were able to, if they were able to buy him right away, then it's like you know you're able to move on from the situation and all on all the tricky things. But yeah, we'll we'll see because I definitely I, I definitely yeah you you make a good point. I don't see it happening. I don't know. The more more time it waits, it looks like, you know, more most of the most majority of the team's already set, you know? Yeah. It's already set. And you, like I said, you may not even need the 30 P, but if they start off slow or they need this other piece, then yeah, this is definitely be uh, a conversation that we may bring up again. Um, I know it's kind of been the slow week for LFC, uh, because you know, barely any news, uh, barely, yeah. barely anything going on. But any any final thoughts before we wrap things up here?
0: Um, No, I just want to wait until the Coachella tournament um, to see if they can win a game. And then uh, I don't really read much into preseason. Obviously, unless they get blown out like 5-0 or something, then I'll I'll be a bit worried. But from what I saw in person, um, I was intrigued. I think it's going to be a good season. So we just have to wait and see. Um, Hopefully nobody gets injured. Everyone stays healthy. And and I think it'll be a good start of the season. Uh, Maybe slow, but we'll get it. We'll get it sooner or later. Yeah, I know.
1: Same for me. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if someone can televise these Coachella these Coachella games or what, what happens. Because I know everybody's gonna be very interested uh, to watch those or, or pay attention. Because you know, kind of kind of sucks to be honest, just to watch the the Twitter thing. I know they, they do the Twitter thing, but footage is also very helpful. But look, guys, that's all the time we have. Um, thank you, JP, for hopping on talking LFC. I know it was a little bit of a slow week with LFC and you know World Cup qualifiers and everything like that. Uh, Yeah, thank you you for everybody in the chat that, that, that joined us today. So for JP, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.